Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, September 6th. Coming up, most new Missouri laws went into effect last Monday. But despite efforts from lawmakers, casinos, and sports teams, legalizing sports betting failed to make it across the finish line. While the clock ticks, we have all of our surrounding states that have legalized it and you know regulated it and collecting tax revenue from it. And here we are in Missouri, you know, waiting to try to break the logjam. Why legal sports betting hasn't happened in Missouri yet and the likelihood of it passing in the future. Plus, Mexico's president is trying to ban the import of genetically modified corn, much of which comes from the Midwestern U.S. Corn is quintessentially Mexican. It plays a really important role in the construction of the Mexican identity, and I think that's where the president comes from. The battle between food sovereignty and trade agreements and how it could affect American agriculture. But first, some headlines. Protesters rallied downtown yesterday at a hearing for the only Kansas City police officer convicted of killing a black man. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV has more. Eric DeValconeer is asking judges to vacate his conviction for killing Cameron Lamb in 2019. The former detective shot Lamb in Lamb's own backyard after Lamb's car was suspected in a high-speed chase. DeValconeer was sentenced to six years but remains free during the appeal. Jaleesa Davis, with the advocacy group Decarcerate KC, says any meddling with the case now shows corruption in the criminal justice system. The fact that it's not being enforced shows favoritism to certain people and allowing certain convictions to be ignored. Meanwhile, our people are over-policed. We are not shown favoritism. We're not giving grace. Judges heard oral arguments on Tuesday. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says the state is willing to kick in money to help the Kansas City Chiefs renovate Arrowhead Stadium. KCUR's Sam Zeff reports the question is, how much? Where the Royals will play in the future is up in the air, but the Chiefs have said the team prefers to renovate Arrowhead Stadium. The cost of that is complicated by renovations needed to accommodate World Cup soccer matches in 2026. The total cost could be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Parson says the state wants to work with the team. We want to be within reason uh, of how, how we do things, and we've got to look at it from a business perspective, like what's the best thing for the taxpayers. Parson says nothing can be settled until the Royals decide between downtown or North Kansas City. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. Most bills passed by Missouri lawmakers and signed into law by Governor Mike Parson this year went into effect last Monday. But sports betting still hasn't made it through Jefferson City. Sarah Kellogg reports the issue could ultimately become a decision for Missouri voters to decide. Brett Koenig of O'Fallon often drives across the river to Fairmont Park in Illinois to place bets not only on horses, but also on sports. Strictly on travel, it's easily 8 to 12 hours a month um, or close, maybe not quite that much, but certainly close. And, you know, as everybody knows, gas is expensive, uh, especially during the summer. So 
you know, add that on top, uh, certainly is a, an inconvenience, no doubt. Over 30 states have legalized sports betting, including all but one of the states that border Missouri. Republican State Representative Dan Houks has seen his legislation pass through the House the past two years. We've got a deep base of, of great sports teams, although this year we're both sides of the state struggling a little bit on baseball. But, uh, you know, people want to bet. They want to play these sports games. Houks' bill passed the House with a vote of 118 to 35. The year before, the vote was 115 to 33. Through this bill, sports betting would be legal both in person at the state's casinos and online, including through mobile apps. People 21 and older would be able to bet on both professional sports as well as collegiate sports. Sports betting would not be allowed in person anywhere other than licensed facilities within a casino. Mike Winter, executive director of the Missouri Gaming Association, said while casinos would see profit from allowing sports betting, he says a larger benefit is drawing in more customers who wouldn't normally enter a casino. There will be some benefits, hopefully, with uh, our properties potentially building out sports betting opportunities in specific uh, rooms, and which would attract more patrons to our casino properties. Drawing in new patrons is also appealing for sports organizations, including the St. Louis Cardinals. We feel like it sort of opens up a new demo where people um, all of a sudden get attracted to the game for slightly different reasons. That's Bill DeWitt III, president of the St. Louis Cardinals. DeWitt has traveled to Jefferson City to testify in support of legislation legalizing sports betting. He says it's frustrating that people are either going out of state to place bets or doing so illegally. And DeWitt, as well as others, blame one senator for the delay. I guess the poster boy of that uh, conflict is Denny Hoskins. Hoskins, a Republican from Warrensburg, has tried to legalize sports betting, but wants to include video gambling machines, often found at truck stops. According to Hoskins's bill, those machines would also be allowed in veterans and fraternal organizations, as well as bars. Additionally, allowing sports betting and video lottery terminals is anticipated by state officials to bring in more than five times the state funding than just sports betting. Hoskins says he thinks it makes the most sense to combine the two topics. I think we just need to take care of the overall uh, gaming discussion in one bill. But that opinion is not shared by everyone, including both the casinos and the sports organizations, who instead want to keep sports betting separate. Houck says he plans on introducing the same bill next session, and Hoskins is still waiting for a compromise. Until the casinos are ready to come to the table and, and work on a solution and compromise, I don't foresee a path that sports book would pass in the state of Missouri. With a legislative standstill again appearing likely, where does that leave sports betting? For DeWitt and the Cardinals, that could mean putting the issue to voters directly. I think that what we need to do is create a game plan where um, we we work on an initiative petition process, uh, which is a ballot initiative in Missouri, that would be uh, ready for for, um, voters to vote on on this issue in the uh, in November election of 24. DeWitt says they have done a little polling so far, and it looks favorable. We're optimistic at this point that it's something that Missourians want. So if the legislature once again fails to pass a bill, the ability to place a sports bet on a favorite team may be up to Missouri voters. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg. Missouri and Kansas are two of the biggest corn-producing states. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the two states produced more than $7 billion worth of corn in 2022. And last year, more than a quarter of the corn exported from the U.S. ended up in Mexico. But that trade relationship has been strained in recent years, with Mexico's president trying to ban the import of genetically modified corn. 
Harvest Public Media's Dana Cronin explains the president's decree pits cultural conviction against a major trade agreement. There's a saying in Mexico. Sin maíz no hay país, there's no country without corn. Without corn, there is no country, Diego Marroquín Vitar says. He grew up in Mexico and is now a fellow for the U.S.-Mexico Foundation, a nonprofit that supports trade between the two countries. He says corn, or maíz, is a linchpin in Mexico, going back millennia when it was cultivated by ancient indigenous tribes in the country's highlands. Corn is quintessentially Mexican. It, it plays a, a really important role in the the construction of the Mexican identity, and I think that's where the president comes from. Back in 2020, Mexico's president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, issued a decree to prohibit genetically modified corn in Mexico by 2024, citing health concerns. Here he is talking about it in a speech earlier this year. Tenemos primero que cuidar la salud y eh, también proteger las variedades nativas de maíz. He says we have to take care of our health and protect our native corn varieties. And many Mexicans and Mexican-Americans agree. Heirloom corn is so special. It is over millennia and through generations of families has been bred to grow in specific regions and is pest resistant, drought resistant. Emmanuel Galvin owns Bolita Masa, a micro molino and tortilleria in Berkeley, California. He buys high quality heirloom corn varieties from different regions in Mexico and hand presses them into tortillas and other masa based foods. He says the inspiration for Bolita Masa came from his Mexican heritage. Galvin grew up here in the U.S. after his parents emigrated from Jalisco, Mexico. He says working with Mexican maíz has helped him celebrate that part of his identity. He gets emotional, recalling the shame he felt growing up. I think part of uh, part of why I work with maíz is to kind of reclaim this like thing that I shunned for so long and was like really looking down on because I was trained by society to kind of look down on this food that wasn't like, it was an other, right? It was this other thing that was foreign and kind of gross. Galvin agrees with Mexican President Lopez Obrador's logic in banning GMO corn. For cultural reasons, but also for the country's health. He says in Mexico, maíz is a staple of the everyday diet. It is most people's main source of protein and fiber. It's most people's main form of B vitamins and amino acids. Over 90% of corn grown in the U.S. is genetically modified. It's been engineered to resist things like pests and drought and to tolerate herbicides. Mexico is the second highest importer of that corn behind China. Nancy Martinez is with the National Corn Growers Association and says a ban could really hurt U.S. farmers. You know, if we can't export the majority of our GM corn, we'd have to find other available markets to put it. Um, And that's not something that you can stand up overnight. But the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement stipulates that Mexico needs to give scientific evidence in order to ban GMO corn. In essence, they have to prove it's bad for people's health. And Martinez says it's been proven to be safe. So to kind of halt that scientific innovation um, because of this non-science-based you know, opinion, that's really going to, to put us back. And U.S.-Mexico Foundation's Diego Marroquín Vitar, who acknowledges the cultural reasons behind the ban, says it looks unlikely that scientific evidence exists. There's actually studies that have looked into this and have found basically nothing. 
Earlier this year, the U.S. requested formal trade consultations with Mexico, but ultimately failed to resolve the dispute. Last month, the U.S. established a third-party dispute panel, which will make a final decision on whether Mexico's ban violates the country's trade agreement. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Dana Cronin. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including KCUR. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadine. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can read Sarah's coverage of the Missouri State House and Dana's story on corn at kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show and want to support us, please leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.